What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another weekly recap episode of V2 Sports. Y'all already know the deal, so I'm actually going to let the other crew members pick out what game we do first. So which one do y'all want to do? Y'all know that, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't want to do South Carolina first. That, that, that's the only All right, game bet. I... Let's talk about South Carolina losing to the most uh, mid-team in the SEC, Missouri. Brady Cook completely demolished that defense with 224 yards. Um, anybody want to say Yeah, anything? I have no words for this. I, I, I just want to say that Mar- Marshawn Lloyd, uh, he was out for most of the game. He, We really realized the impact of his offense and Marcus Satterfield should be fired. Uh, he ran a screen on third and 18 in the fourth quarter down by two scores. I'm not even joking. I could show you the clip. He ran a screen. And uh, we had no reverses that were our biggest plays versus A&M and uh, Kentucky. Both of those games, we ran reverses that were key parts of the game. Who was we? We didn't even run it once. I, I meant like we, like like the offense. Oh, yeah. I I guess I'll pick up on that. Um. I'm going to be honest, I, I do think Missouri is still like a mid-team, but this game showed to me that they have talent and that they're they're coming back. I mean, they're like I'm not saying that they're going to do any damage in the SEC this year, but I am saying they have promise. Like going forward in like future seasons, I feel like they'll be like a pretty mid middle of the road SEC team that's like making a decent bowl game. And I'm not saying like this win was just outstanding against South Carolina, considering the injury and that South Carolina is not like just a super team, but at the same time, South Carolina is still a good team and that's a good win. They're on the, any road sec win, in my opinion, other than maybe Vanderbilt is a good win. So it's nice to see that Missouri got one. Finally, you saw the Auburn game and what happened there. You've seen games where they've, lost even though they maybe could have won so it's nice to see they finally got themselves a dub yeah agreed when, right. when missouri plays good when missouri plays good they're a good team uh something i want to touch on real quick that's like not a big point in the game but like it's kind of been a theme of the season that we can dive back into the game luther burden yes on uh, saturday was two catches five yards he's got uh 24 catches for 185 yards on the season, bro. It's just been a non-factor. And I know they won Saturday, but, like, they're going to need him if they want to keep winning. So it's been interesting to me. I I want to say that uh, South Carolina's uh, pass defense and rush defense were completely, like, non-existent. Till the, I, I'd like to say in the third quarter, they really stepped up, and you could tell they were actually, they actually like, wanted to win. And then the offense kind of screwed it over for the Gamecocks. I mean, it, it was 17 to 10. At one point, South Carolina had the football and screwed it up. And uh, that, there was multiple times that happened this game. And uh, there's a lot of turnovers. I, I didn't enjoy watching this game. Love it. Love it dominated. Love it is one of the top receivers of the SEC. I don't think we could hide that anymore. He has the one of the most receiving yards in the SEC. And he's insane. If they want to beat Kentucky this week, which I think they do, they're they're gonna need to love it. Oh yeah, they play Kentucky and Como, by the way. Oh god. So 
from a standpoint, I didn't really watch much of this game. I had to work most of a Saturday night. What seemed to really be the issue? Was it having the injured player go out? Like, is he actually the entire offense? He is pretty the much? entire offense. He is the entire offense. If you've watched any game, did you watch the AM South Carolina game or the Kentucky South Carolina game? Yeah. You could tell Lloyd is the entire team. And I mean, the entire team. You, you'd expect them to use Bell. And they don't. They didn't use him at all the entire game. He didn't have a single target, and he's their like top playmaker. He he was their top returning playmaker, and he couldn't get anything. And Amanda Worry, their star uh, safety, also got hurt in the first quarter and was playing with an injury the entire game because they had to. If if Amanda Worry didn't play, they had to have a uh, walk on safety by the name of B.J. Gibson, and and it was just painful. <sighs> All right, so let's actually go ahead and move ahead to the next game. It's one that me and Jackson kind of got heated about last week. It's Ole Miss at Texas A&M. And, hey, I'll take my I L. I don't think I lied during that game. I'll take my L, but I just want to say, Connor Wegman is that guy, and A&M, mm-hmm. A&M will bounce back this week, but they have been actually like they, – they have been so close to winning. And Weg, Wegman – dude, Wegman is crazy. Man, you just can't pronounce any of A&M's quarterbacks' names Bro, correctly, is, can you? Hey, Nez. It's Wiegman. Wiegman. Wiegman? You, you, you should pronounce it for getting that one wrong. Bro, Wiegman. And also... Better than Hey, Nez. Dude. Yeah, Jud- that's true. Judkins is good, but I, I just want to say, Jackson Dart is still the most overrated quarterback I have ever seen. If we're talking about overrated... Ole Miss is the most overrated team in the country. I have zero clue as to why they still have a 15 by their ranking. I mean, that just, that's mind-boggling to me. Back-to-back games against mid-SEC teams, they've failed, one of which was horrible against LSU. I mean, I don't understand what people see in Ole Miss and make them think, man, that's a competitor. That's a team who can compete with the Bamas of the West and, like, can go I don't, to the think, I don't like, think anybody. Insane. I don't think anybody thinks that anymore. Ole Miss can't. You would be Miss surprised. Anybody? Ole, but, this this game this game told me a lot more about Ole Miss than did uh, A and M. Yeah, that was I, not mm-hmm. a good performance. I just want to say you, if you're if you're Ole Miss, why do you let their third string quarterback, their third string freshman quarterback, almost drop like 350 passing yards on you? Because Ole Miss defense sucks. That's yeah. that's been the case. You say for a almost three hundred. He had over three hundred. I said almost three fifty. Oh, all right. Best I, performance from a freshman quarterback it, uh, on Texas A and M side uh, since Johnny Monza. Johnny Manziel. Manziel. Yeah, I, uh, I watched that game. Yeah, I'd like to mention Quinshawn Jedkins is a freshman for Ole Miss. He's their running back. Had over two hundred yards on thirty four attempts. It was yeah. his birthday that day as well. Um. Dude's a beast. You're definitely going to be seeing him in the NFL. Yeah. He has a- some major fall off. A&M allowed 390 rushing yards. Bro. And, They're and rushing. They only, they only allowed one rushing not good touchdown. They only allowed one rushing touchdown, though, but three passing mm-hmm. touchdowns, so it kind of evens out. Yeah. Down okay. to the last second, too. Yeah, it's insane. Real quick side comment. I'm just going to bring this up once again from Texas A&M. One of the main things that I always like look at at this team, Muhammad is him. That guy is 
a ridiculously great wide receiver that not many people like underrated how many people talk about i I think he needs a lot more Mm -hmm. credit but he doesn't get it because everybody everybody talks about evan stewart but this guy's uh like he's a slept on this game he had yeah him and his dad are both super slept on 100 yards and a touchdown against Ole miss and i know like some people would maybe make the argument that Ole miss isn't the greatest off or i mean i'm defense to judge that off of but still 100 yards and a touchdown as a receiver, regardless, is a good stat line. And uh, despite mm-hmm. AM's recent performances, to put it nicely, people need to hype up Muhammad a little bit. Dude's a dog. Oh, definitely. AM's defense isn't as horrible as it was like the past few years, but like, but like, uh, this year it's actually been decent. It's not horrible, like or like stat wise. It's not horrible. It's like middle of the pack in the country. So yeah, it's not a horrible stat game. wise is decent. But if you actually watch the game, you can definitely see they need a lot. It's just of they play teaching weak on tackling. They they play. Yeah, super yeah they, weak they need to learn how to tackle. You guys saw that Vanderbilt game. Vanderbilt. If Vanderbilt has a defense, they win that game. I'm pretty sure all of us can agree that. If Van, what? No. Versus Ole Miss. Still no. What? If Vanderbilt has a defense, they win. If Vanderbilt has a defense, they pretty much beat anybody. Mm. Except for like Ole Miss. I mean, oh, all right. You know what? We're just going to go ahead and move to Arkansas at Auburn. Okay. Uh, I'd like to say that lately. I just want to say this guy has been really slept on as of lately, and I'm talking about Robbie Ashford. He started out horrible. We we can all agree he started out horrible, but he's actually looked like that that like potential future for Auburn. We no, all know bro, that Harson's getting fired. No, we all know Robbie that Ashford's not. Robbie Ashford's not good. Hey, okay. we all know. We know. We all know Harson's going to get fired. I'll, I'll step into this. Actually, I just want to yeah. say that Ashford has played underrated lately. I'm I'm a little bit, and it's unfortunate, of a hater when it comes. To Auburn football. Oh, however, I am too. However, I hate however, Auburn. I will say, for as much like, um, um, hate that I give towards Rash or Ashford, he played good. He had nearly three hundred yards. He completed the majority of his passes at twenty-four of thirty-three. Also, he had a touchdown. And Arkansas's defense, despite being injured, isn't bad. And to say that they put up like what twenty-seven points. That's that is not a bad stat line. And on top of that, he almost had a 100 yards in rushing, adding on to that. So yeah. I will say there's improvement. I, yeah, I still I think he sucks, but then again, I originally thought that he sucked and things wouldn't get better. But now I think he sucks, but things can get better, and he could develop and be an actually decent quarterback at Auburn going forward. Yeah, we're, I, mean, I think I think he can get better, but like I'm I'm not even paying attention to the stats, and like I didn't watch him play. This Saturday might have played good, but seeing him in person, he just—he's not—he's not a good quarterback. He's like a poor man's Anthony Richardson. He's just—he's just not him, and I don't think that he can win. I mean, he can improve, but I just don't see a way that he this is just, wins it, games for Robbie him. Ashford is Anthony That's Richardson without an offensive line. I've never heard a more true well, statement in my life. I mean, we'll admit, no, 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 for as no. bad Anthony as Robbie Ashford, Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson is so much better than no, Robbie Ashford. No, it's not because of the offensive right line. Let's I will say that. No, 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 no. 
You no, can look no, at Robbie no, Ashford. No, 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 no. Anthony Richardson is a better. A- Anthony Richardson's offensive line is ranked top Robbie ten Ashford. in the nation. He's he is a better player than Robbie Ashford. There's no Auburn, question. Auburn's about offensive it. line is ranked a hundred and tenth. Okay, okay, yes, Ford's offensive line is better, but Anthony Richardson. No, is no, it's not just better. Robbie it, it is ten times better. Literally, like number wise, it is legitimately ten times better because like, of the O line. Okay. Yeah, and Anthony Richardson is ten times better than Robbie Ashford. I will not because uh, of the offensive line. Based on what I've seen with him play with his mechanics, or at least Robbie Ashford, if you gave him a better team, like if you put him, like matter of fact, I'll use this example. Put him if, in Florida system. If you switched Robbie Ashford for Florida's team, and then um ar for auburn's team i guarantee you ar is doing nearly as bad as ashford is doing he's doing better he was still doing better but not much better like you can see a bringing that program into a very bad light like bryce has done nothing productive since he's been there and i don't think exactly so i think it really all boils down to him especially with all these players that are entering their name in the transfer portal right now you had one player go on twitter the second he entered the transfer portal and called uh harson like something and said that he was the worst coach to come through auburn and he was he's like tarnishing the auburn name i I really think it boils down to the fact that the players and the coaching staff are not getting along and harson's just not a good coach in general I also blame um, the yes. higher Auburn who have the power to get rid of Harson because exactly. they could have done that already. You get rid of Harson right now and you keep some of those players who matter for your future. And worst case, you use an interim coach for the rest of the season, uh-huh. which the players accept. And then you keep your talent. Whereas now they're basically just having a sinking ship. But instead of you know trying to salvage what remains, they're just letting it continue to sink until eventually you're ultimately at the bottom of the water with essentially nothing else that you can do yeah all right so let's hold real quick let's set some light on arkansas they played good that was that was a big win for them i mean honestly arkansas has kind of had a second half of the season resurgence that loss to Bama really sent them to the like back of everybody's minds except for arkansas fans and this this game technically put them right back on the map yeah, I mean, I understand I mean, they're still not ranked, but it's showing. I don't know. They still got a chance to have a. They play a ranked Liberty this week. They play they play a ranked Liberty this week. I think their offense knows, has always who been. Who knows who'll be ranked Tuesday? But. I think their offense has always no, been really good. The rankings already came out. Bro, college football playoff rankings. Uh, oh no, playoff! Oh, playoff rankings. Yeah, you're right. Right. we don't know. We don't know those yet. Just like to wrap it up, I'll say that if Arkansas didn't have as many injuries on their defense and they were able to sustain that throughout the season, they probably would have a win or two extra on their record. Like they might, you could even argue they'd be undefeated. You could even argue. No, they would not have beaten. It would have been a one loss team. Probably two, but. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to the next game, which is Kentucky at Tennessee. Uh, Yeah. I told you guys, this is what I, uh, no, I'm joking. I, uh, I mean, it's, I what, it's, what I ex- it it's what I expected. It's what I expected, but ouch. I just want to say, no. Kentucky's offense is so awful. And this Will is against... Levis. Will Levis. Yeah, I'm going to say this, but I, I, you know what? Matter of fact, I got to go in a round. the number one quarterback. Everybody, real quick, I got I to say this. For anybody who still 
as Will Levis in the first round of the draft for this year, you no longer have a right to a sports opinion, nor an opinion Ask on Panther literally fan anything. Twitter, bro. I swear. <laughs> I mean, I already thought that Will Levis was not very good. This guy threw three interceptions and barely threw over 50%, I believe at least, it wasn't with it an average Andrew? of three yards. I mean, I'm not saying that Tennessee's defense sucks. They're obviously good, and they gave trouble to Bryce. I mean, Tennessee's defense ain't that good. No, but, it, but, there's, but still, they're good enough for him not to it, throw it, three. Yeah, yeah, their defense it's, is ranked 26 in the nation. That's not it's, bad it, by any means. No, it's, it's not bad, but, you know. The point is, Will Levis was horrible and i don't see why people think that this guy is good i I mean two weeks ago i already could tell like that there was something wrong but now at this point anybody who's still talking about him on the draft board i I think this next week we'll take him out of the first round and i'll talk about it he's already he never he's not already out of the first first round he shouldn't have been in the first round the first place i just want to say I want to say that Tennessee, like Hooker, Hooker's uh, stat line might be great, but I think he's kind of like underperformed compared to usual mm. in the last two games. Because honestly, I think this Georgia game will light him off again. Also, but he's he's I think he should have had like two more touchdowns. I mean, I game. definitely saw oh, Tennessee no. utilizing their uh, rushing attack this game. Yeah, and trying and to show that they're tell, not completely like you could tell raid. that they weren't like going completely air raid this time. Like they actually like look like yeah, they, they were going more pro style. And, and it, it was good to see them get the run game going against a team that uh historically has been able to defend the run pretty well. Yeah, also holding Chris Rodriguez to 64 rushing yards. Chris Rodriguez hasn't been great. No, they this held. Year, but, they mean, held. Um, Levis to ninety-eight passing yards. Oh no, Rodriguez has had like almost five hundred rushing yards, and he hasn't even like been there the entire he, season. They held Levis to a whole negative twenty-two rushing yards as well. Chris Rodriguez, though. What do you mean he hasn't been the same? He he rushed for one one. He's only played four games, dude. You can't be the same if you're missing <laughs> four games. It's kind of. Dude, no, he's already he's only missed four games and is still in the top five in rushing yard or top six in rushing yard leaders. I'm gonna say this real quick as a sidetrack to give some credit to at least one person on Tennessee, even though you could give a lot of people credit. Obviously, this was a blowout win, but I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a claim here. Despite the injury, and I think even with it, there's maybe a chance you can make this case. Jalen Hyatt is the best receiver on Tennessee. And I know that's, I'm not saying this just because like Cedric Tillman had a like a not a good game. I'm not gonna say that. He came off of injury that that was bound to happen. I'm so, saying it because Hyatt is just unfair. He is insane. I mean, he had like what nearly 150 yards, two touchdowns off of five receptions. I mean, I mean, it, come yeah. on. I real, think real quick, I, think I can tell you all this right now. I can tell you all this right now. Wherever Jalen Hyatt is, I can guarantee you he's still open. Uh, yeah. Any day, this man's <laughs> still wrong. open. And and we have to we have to remember this guy is averaging twenty point two a catch. Like, it's it's he's remarkable. getting routes that get him those type of passes and like yards, but at the same time, he's still getting open and getting those um those catches. I, he was a I player that was designed wholeheartedly for Josh Heupel's offense. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I. I'm looking up Devontae Smith's college like stats and it's like, it's it's really eerily similar. 
Dude, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say he's having mm -hmm. Devonta Smith type season because Devonta Smith was a high. Devonta Smith had 117 receptions for 1,856 yards in 15 games. Oh my my bad, my bad. 12 games, my mistake. He had 23 touchdowns and 15.9 average. So I think yeah, he is definitely on like he's definitely close to it. I will say this: Hyatt, just as of this moment, and how many games we have? Like another what four or three something like that he has 900 yards and 14 touchdowns he basically based on the trajectory he's at he just needs one more game to reach that 1000 mark there is like i'm not gonna say that like throw this guy in the heisman um conversation and they haven't even played vanderbilt they haven't even played missouri and vanderbilt yet or south carolina but i am gonna say like if he performs against georgia Imagine what he's doing he at that top four. I mean, he'll, for the he Heisman. will, perform, well, he'll, he will um, perform against Georgia. Hendon took over the uh, Heisman favorite. He took it from Stroud. He absolutely should be. Yeah, Stroud, Stroud played completely complete mid till the fourth quarter. Yeah. All Penn right. State looked good in the first half. Let's go ahead and move to our marquee matchup. Florida, Georgia. Now, uh, I'm going to be the first to talk here. Uh, Georgia played lights out. I got it next. Was, oh, no problem. It was 28-3 going into halftime. I just want to know what happened in the third quarter for them to, it's like, It's called Stetson Bennett. Have, when Stetson they went Bennett. To, I don't know no, what happened. No. No. It's called, the, it's called the whole team went to sleep. Dude. If Georgia doesn't help Florida with three turnovers – one of which because Nam couldn't catch the ball, one of which a bad throw by Stetson, a fumble, and then an extra possession to start the second half on just a tough penalty on fourth down because we called a timeout because Georgia called a timeout. Then, you know, it's, if Georgia doesn't help Florida, this game could have been 63 to nothing. There's a I mean, term. They only got three in the first half because Keeley missed time to jump on a ball he normally intercepts, which has happened a lot this year. But Georgia, yeah, Kale- I mean, Kale- Kale- they, they played. They played. They played good for three There's quarters. Played good for the first, second, and fourth. And uh, Britton Cox, get your weight up, boy. Uh, <laughs> two tackles, two punches thrown. I'll, I'll say this: There's That's a all I gotta say. for what um, Georgia did in the second half, and it's called letting off the gas. They very well could have dropped fifty on Florida if they wanted to, but they weren't. Trying nearly as hard because they didn't need to. Well, Twenty eight degrees. Falcons. You shouldn't have to work. I wouldn't say they weren't trying nearly as hard. They just just went to sleep. I mean, twenty eight to three. They thought the football game was over when they walked into that locker they room. The they, got, they, got, they, got, they got a little wake up. They got a Dude, I literally said they should have missed the field goal just so it like doesn't do that. Like what? Purposely like missed the field goal. Like facts, so it's not like twenty-eight to three. It's the biggest curse in college football. Let's be honest, bro. College football, all of football. I oh, yeah, true. I saw Georgia football. go up twenty-eight to three, and I literally just started laughing. I was like, "Oh no, it can't be." That, that's right. This just another example of AR having a mid-game and being a below-average oh, quarterback. He, he missed. He was playing I mean, hurt. He was playing let, hurt. Let me I don't, tell I don't you, AR, Even if AR, he was playing healthy, he would have still sucked. I'm a big AR hater. I'm a big AR hater, but like he, he was hurt playing. I don't care. Quiet. If he wasn't hurt, it wouldn't have mattered. He would have still be quiet. AR, AR missed two touchdowns. 
two touchdowns that Hinton Hooker is absolutely going to hit. So if Georgia doesn't get lined up right and doesn't stop busting coverages, it's going to be a long day for that secondary on Saturday because AR missed one guy wide open in like the second quarter. They just overthrew him. I mean, mean, the bottom line is Georgia beat Florida by 22. That's a good day. Uh, You'll take that every year, beating Florida by 22. But they got to play better Saturday or they're not going to win. Do you think that score changes if, like, this was a home game for Georgia or for Florida, for that matter? Or do you think it didn't really matter? Um, Home game for Georgia, probably. We probably don't play that bad in the third quarter. Georgia probably doesn't play that bad in the third quarter. Home game for Florida, I'd say Georgia probably doesn't get out to that quick a start. So, but I still think it's pretty close to 42 to 20. Anybody got anything else they want to say on this game before I start the sound off? Nope. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us for this recap. We really appreciate it. Uh, For some reason, SeatGeek still won't uh, push the code to accept it. So still working on that, but we still got the Pro Youth Sports uh, sponsorship. So make sure you go check it out. It's in the link tree in the Instagram bio. Make sure you check out our website, www.v2sportsnetwork.com. We will have a couple more articles coming. I know our writers have been uh, off a little bit. They've had some personal issues to handle, but we're getting right back into it with the articles. So thank you all for tuning in and checking out that website. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, and good night from the V2 crew.